Hi everyone, this is Jarrett from Mash Those Buttons. In a minute you'll be listening to MASHCAST number 9, but before you do that, there's something I need to tell you. This is the first MASHCAST after E3 2011, so it's actually quite massive. So massive, in fact, it took us four hours of non-stop recording to pack everything in. So in order to make it a little easier to listen to, we've split it up into three parts that we will be releasing over the next few days. Uh, part one is going to be non-E3 news. Part two is going to be us discussing uh, the press conferences from the big three. And part three is us discussing the Ubisoft and EA press conferences. Uh, that's all I have to tell you, so enjoy the show and thanks for listening. Another Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I'm Jared, and I'm here with the 2007 Mr. Universe winner, Rob Hill Williams. Correct. Congratulations. Yeah, it was a good accomplishment. Yeah. And uh, I'm also here with third degree black belt, Nick Santangelo. I will hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <I'm... laughs> yes, uh, this is Mashcast number nine. Been a busy two weeks. Uh, you know, had E3 this past week, so pretty much the last two weeks, mostly everything has been about E3, trailers, and what they're going to show, what they're not going to show, and uh, we're going to talk about all that, but let's, we're going to do our normal thing, we're going to get into it, um, let's talk about what we've been playing, if anything, since <laughs> it's been so busy. There's but, uh, no time. Uh, I have been playing the WordPress game. Posting <laughs> <laughs> articles count as a game. <laughs> if you wanted to, if okay. it makes you feel better. <laughs> Sweet. No, I did legitimately play a little bit of Halo Reach. Uh, hardly any because it's just seriously been a lot of E3 stuff. And I played Infamous 2 a lot last week and beat that. And you can read my full review. Great game, which uh, I think Rob's been playing that too. That's correct. You know, nice. one of the two games that I've had time for, the other one being L.A. Noir because, you know, E3. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> it was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well,. It could it could have been bigger, but we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> uh, poor Jared, I'm always so disappointed anytime we have a podcast. <laughs> so hey. what were you playing, sir? Uh, I have actually been playing three games. I wanted to. I've, I played StarCraft two, of course, but I've actually been playing the campaign, and I beat it at uh, four a.m. this morning, finally. So uh, yeah, I'm very happy about that. But I wanted to play. I wanted to finally beat the campaign. Because of the Heart of the Swarm teaser, I didn't want to watch the Heart of the Swarm teaser until I beat the game. Oh, uh, that would that would be a good reason not to. Yeah. Um. Then I've also been playing a little L.A. Noir, which I'm behind on that. I thought I was further, but then I went into uh, 
where did I go? I went to the uh, the Rockstar Club, a social club, and I find I was only 38%, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Aww. Also time frame appropriate, too, with the went went. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, um, yeah, so I, I'll probably be playing more of that. Hopefully over the weekend I'll get more into it. Um, you know, the problem with L.A. Noir with me, not the problem, but the, the reason... I have to be. I have to have time to sit there and really want to play it because almost every decision is nerve wracking. It's like, yeah. is he telling the truth? Do I want to doubt him, or do I have the evidence <laughs> to make him to make it seem that he's lying? I don't know. It's too many choices. There's only three, but too many. <laughs> Come on, and you could. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it that that gets pretty hard because you're like you. Because all it takes is like one wrong answer to get your case thrown out, and it's like that's. That's why it's so nerve-wracking to really, like, to nail everything yeah. and then have, like, one question be the thing that lets them go free. And you're like, really? <laughs> failure when you get that wrong. Mm-hmm. I knew I should have doubted him. Exactly. And that, that music is so heartbreaking. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> he was like, oh, oh no. Oh, what am I doing with my life? Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> actually, I'm my... not worthy of this game. <laughs> the last case I actually played... I was missing a piece of evidence to get, um, I guess, both inter- interrogations perfect. And it wasn't that I missed evidence. It was just that I went to one location before I went to a different location. And then when I got to, and then when I got to a different location, the guy was gone. So uh, I was missing one piece of evidence because I looked it up on YouTube to see why I can't get this guy to, like, why I couldn't convict this guy. And it was like, um, it was I missed one piece of evidence. Luckily, I did because even though I missed the one piece of evidence, I was actually able to convict the right person. <laughs> oh, so, nice, nice work. So yes. the guy you thought did it was not the guy who did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That gets so. rough too because you're like, I don't know. You're all guilty. Fuck it, just put everything yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> I know, I'm innocent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing all in New War. I'm still playing Gatlin Gears. I'm actually, um. I, I, when I, for those who don't know, I think I talked about it before, but when I play StarCraft, like multiplayer, I actually play two games. Because I have StarCraft, and then I have my game that I play while StarCraft is finding matches. So, so um, Gatlin Gears was that game, or is that game right now. And it's, I like it a lot. Like, it's a really good game. It's actually, I think I'm a, I voted for it for it to be uh, possibly my game of the year for arcade. But um, the part I'm stuck at right now, the difficulty just jumped levels. Like, it it jumped ridiculously high. So I'm just... I when that happens in games, man. I, I, balancing is a really tough thing to get absolutely right, especially the developer can become too attached to their own game and not see what it's like from the outside. But when there's just such a drastic increase in difficulty rather than a gradual build-up, that really, really can bum you out. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it was gradually getting more difficult, but it was manageable. With your yeah. upgrades. Right. But still challenging and difficult. But, dude, like, there are these tanks coming out that shoot, like, 12 missiles at a time in, two, in like, two-second intervals, and there's four of those type of tanks shooting at you at the same time. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like prototype. Dude, it is. <laughs> it's like, what am I supposed to do? I have no place on the map to go where I won't be getting hit by a missile. And it's like... It's not yeah, like... that's prototype. <laughs> <laughs> and these t- they're like heavy duty tanks too. And I'm like, what? What do you want me to do? Should I just call them and tell them that they they they've defeated me? 
Shout out him now. <laughs> so I surrender. <laughs> but Just uh, out peaceably. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, give me something here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Gallon Gears is a good game. I, I would definitely recommend it. Even though this is the, like the part I'm at, I'm at the level. I'm at the because uh, the, each actual chapter is split into five parts. Um, I'm at the the last part of the last chapter. Right before you fight the last boss, I'm in that area, so I expect it to be hard, but not this difficult, <laughs> you know. Right, right. It's kind of like the Final Fantasy thing where you're like 98 percent through the game, you're you're ripping right along, and then bam, here's something completely impossible. Go grind for like six weeks and come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you thought okay, you were done playing I love the doing game. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's um. Everybody's done, right? With yeah, the, uh, the I only had time for two games, so there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get into the topics. I actually want to start with Summer of Arcade, though. If you okay, you guys are okay with that? I guess I'll allow it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you want it's over. <laughs> well, Summer of Arcade, uh, you know, it's 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 a yearly thing at this point. I think they've been doing it since '07 or '08. They've been doing it for a few years now. Right. And um, we've seen some great games like Shadow Complex, Limbo, etc. You know, come out of some of arcades. So now, uh, new some of arcade titles for this year have come out, and I have to say, I'm not that excited. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, there's there's one game in there I'm really excited for. There's another game I'm kind of excited for, but the others is just like meh. But um, yeah. I don't see anything here that I'm like, oh, I can't wait till that comes out. It's going to be great. I know what I'm doing this summer. <laughs> you know? Well. There, there, there doesn't, you're right, there doesn't seem to be like a Shadow Complex or like a Limbo, something like that nature in here. Well, let's go through the titles and we'll talk about each one a little bit. Um, right. So the first one was From Dust. And this is a, like a it's a God game or it's a um, yeah, role-playing game where you're God. Kind of like black and white. Uh, but instead of coming from, uh, you know, Lionhead, it's coming from Ubisoft. And basically, you need to take your tribe and make them thrive, pretty much. So you'll be building the tribe up and, I guess, setting up commerce and battling the elements and stuff like that. Um, haven't seen too much from it. You know, I've seen some screenshots. I saw a video and stuff like that. But, you know, it's like like Lemmings. <laughs> Except you don't want to, you don't want to blow them up, <laughs> you know. Uh, Is that frowned upon? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's how you're supposed to play lemmings? <laughs> <laughs> I was going about this all wrong. <laughs> no wonder it kept telling me, telling me I lost and whatnot. That's weird. Hey, well, I only would get the amount of lemmings I needed into the place, and then the rest of them. Sorry, dude. I only need 30. <laughs> I only need two to propagate a race. Let's go. Yeah. Sounds like that Penny Arcade comic. Yeah, the six oh, slaves. <laughs> Sorry, we only need to save three of you. <laughs> Let's not make this personal. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, yeah, so From Dust, which is like a role-playing, you know, God game, which, you know, if you're into that type of thing, I guess you'll, you, know, you might like, I haven't anything bad or anything good, but, you know, we'll keep up on it, especially since it's the summer of Arcade. Um, I'm gonna skip Fruit Ninja Connect because I want to talk about that last. Because oh, okay, no, I was gonna say like <laughs> we're not gonna talk about it at all. You had such strong feelings about it. Exactly, I was already talking about it last. Um, insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. I, I do want to talk about. It. Did you guys get a chance to play this at PAX? Did not. Uh, 
No, no, I didn't. And Sandy Switzer's Shadow Planet is interesting, and it was fun and challenging at the same time, and it looks good. Like it looks like it looks like a cartoon that somebody like you know like hand drew, and there's no HUD on the screen. Like basically, um, you know, you just pick up your weapons and you know stuff like that, and you have to switch between them if you want to. Uh, there's like a little indicator, I think, when you switch weapons. But other than that, like, all the damage you take, like, it's shown on the ship itself. You know? Uh, so basically, like, you, uh, the story is, like, you know, you live on this planet, and I guess you're some type of scientist or whatever. And uh, you're looking at your telescope, you see this big black ball approaching another planet, and it latches onto it, and the, sh- the planet is engulfed in shadow. So you take your spaceship, and you go to the planet, and you're exploring. So, like, you have, uh, uh, this little uh, grappling hook that comes out, or this little arm that comes out of your spaceship, and you can grab stuff and um, adjust it with the arm. Like it's actually, it's it's a pretty cool like exploration game, and okay. you do get to fight. It's a twin stick shooter too, so there are bosses and stuff like that for you to fight. And sometimes you have to like, you know, pull down on something and then like you know fire into it, you know, to uh, you know you have to use the grappling or the arm and the gun at the same time. But I'm not so gonna. So it's like pixel junk shooter. Um, I kinda, but the thing is, like, I I can't say that's more shooter or more right. exploration. It's a good balance between the two. Well, I mean, they call it a pixel junk shooter, but it like when you were describing it, I was like, man, that sounds like wow, man, I love pixel junk shooter, and like that's, that's what was going through my head. <laughs> it does but, look uh, pretty. I haven't cool. seen it, so it's kind of hard for me to. I mean, like that's. That's what I'm thinking about when you talk about that game. But e- either way, like that's not a bad thing. That's that's a very good thing actually. So yay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah cool. I saw it running. I think it was next to Trenched at, at Penny Arcade Expo. It was across from it. Yeah, or, it was it, yeah. I was in line to play Trenched for a while, and uh, because the demo for Trenched was like insanely long, so the line was moving nowhere, and I yeah. kept looking over and seeing it. it. Was like that looks really cool, but I never got around to actually playing it. Yeah, it was cool. And actually, the one thing, another thing that grabbed me was the music. Like, it was like fully orchestrated music. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, that know. is nice. Yeah, it was nice. So, um, actually, that's one of the ones I'm looking forward to. The next one is Toy Soldiers. Does it have some type of subtitle? Cold War. There you go. Yeah. Take that, Russia. Okay. Yeah. yeah, looking at the pictures for for Shadow Planet, yeah, reminds me a whole lot of Pixel Junk Shooter. Like it's got a, it's kind of like the same unique art style and things like that. Like it looks like yeah. it's got some some other things going on with it, but it that's a good thing because I mean, Pixel Junk Shooter is only on PS3, so you know, not Microsoft gets theirs. It's kind of nice. Well, yeah, it's a good deal. All right. So, all right, the Toy Soldiers. I wasn't going to talk about that much anyway, except that it's coming out. I mean, it's the same type of toy soldiers we saw a couple years back. Or actually, when did that come out? Did it come out last yeah, year. It's like a it while. Was like, it was like <laughs> well, because it was like yeah. a toy soldiers like on the 360 arcade before, and it was like old school, like kind of like 1942 type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like old school. Um, but I mean, toy soldiers is cool because um, not only you can go from a first person perspective. And actually shoot and use tanks and shoot the soldiers and um, use cannons and stuff. But there's also a tactical perspective. And I don't know if they kept that in this game, but I would only assume so. Because that's the only thing that made the game decent. You know, like being able to switch between the two. So we'll see about that. 
looking at the promotional stuff for it, it looks like it's Ape and G.I. Joe pretty hardcore. Well, even the uh, the like logo. the logo looks like GI it Joe. Did. And I mean, like, dude, it did like when it originally up. came out. <laughs> yeah, but like this is like Duke with a different face and his shirt off. It's what I'm seeing here. <laughs> he, he's like making the same pose. So, like I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it. I mean, it. It was definitely meant to be nostalgic to you know. Yeah, that's cool. Army Man and GI Joe when it came out back in like the early '90s, anyway. So. Because, I mean, they even had that movie and everything about it. We were talking about it before the podcast. And we were like, is that the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, like small soldiers? Yeah. It's so, yeah, pretty similar. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, I don't think I'm going to pick that one up, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't want to knock it completely yet. I don't think anybody's getting really pumped up for it, though, either. (laughs) Oh, Dirty Soldiers. Somebody's stopped in the living room throwing things all right now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Heck yeah. I've been waiting for this since the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah. There's somebody. <laughs> Maybe. Um, now, the one I am extremely excited for and will be picking up immediately is Bastion. Uh, either of you get to play Bastion at PAX. No, but I've seen quite a bit on it, and it looks pretty phenomenal. So, yeah. <laughs> Bastion, if, well, I think my, my game of the show at PAX was Outland. But if it wasn't Outland, it's going to be Bastion. Bastion was incredible. Uh, first of all, the narration, like there's, a na- there's narration as you go through the game, and it, you know, well, it tells you what's going on. That's what narration does. But it's, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it was that was really cool. Um, the way the level came together, and you have the way you use the weapons and stuff like that. It was such a such a such an awesome game. I'm really looking forward to Bastion, like everything from the art style, the music, the gameplay. Spectacular. Yeah, the art style is gorgeous. Yeah, definitely. And then like, uh, but the way the demo ends at PAX is like, you know, you have to fight through your home world collapsing, and then you get sent to this hub world pretty much, and you need to um, put the hub world back together so that you can get all of your tribe back together, and that's pretty much what the game is, to my knowledge. And the name of the, I think the name of the, the hub world is called Bastion. So not, not not the hero. <laughs> I said it. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> not like never ending story, you know. So never ending story. <laughs> I should just call it never ending story Falco because that was what was awesome about never ending story. <laughs> hey, uh, all right. Hey, actually, you know what the funny thing about never ending story story was? You know how it was for kids and everything. No, it it really wasn't though. <laughs> when, when you watch it, when you watch it again later, you're like, man, they killed wow. that horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like targeted. Towards, <laughs> it was it was like targeted toward kids and stuff. But I didn't understand that it was about reading until I was like a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I didn't understand what the nothing was. Like the nothing yeah. is lack of reading. <laughs> and right now, I'm blowing somebody's mind. <laughs> you know, like, oh they're my like, god they're like roughing it they're rummaging like getting their VHS out like no way no way <laughs> no way <laughs> a whole yeah. movie there's a lot of things like that that you, you play as games or watch as movies in your youth and then you grow up and you're like wait what how did I yeah. miss that <laughs> you, you missed you miss some things that you were like wow that's how did I miss that as a kid? But as a kid, you don't know. I mean, go back and watch the original Ninja Turtles. There's some references in there that I was like, I, I didn't get till I was an adult. 
yeah. was like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And the, the funny thing is, even as a kid, if they, even if they would have flat out said it, which they actually might have flat out said what it was about, no kid's going to pay attention because you got Falcor in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then the game in the end. Like Empress and God and everything. Yeah, like, I, I want to see more Falcor. <laughs> That's how that goes. <laughs> Trey, you being badass, but kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, you knew he was kind of a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. You just didn't have the words to say it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was for the whole douchebag revival, so. <laughs> that, I mean, that word has really caught on over like the last past ten years. Yeah, I mean, Atreyu wasn't exactly running around with like pop collars and stuff, so you know, it's changed a little bit. So let's uh, let's talk a lot about about Fruit Ninja Connect. Okay, you're gonna talk a lot about it because <laughs> you love it. You love it so much. You know what? You know what? First of all, when you have Summer of Arcade, right? Those games are supposed to be for everybody. Obviously, this game is not for everybody because it's a Connect title. If you don't have a Connect, you can't use it. And a game like for all, out of all the arcade games coming out, because I can guarantee there'll be other arcade games that are pretty decent uh, coming out around the same time, because that's usually what happens with some of arcade. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, last year, right immediately after some of arcade, they had another event with a whole bunch of other like good arcade titles. Um, but like all this game is, is you swaying your arms around and cutting fruit in half. It's crap that you've already done a million times in the Wii, basically. Yes, like and on the connect to this point, really. But <laughs> but it's got like tropical fruit, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> all the trailer shows is watermelon. I think yeah. I see a pineapple here. Ah. I'm pretty sure I'm looking at a pineapple, and yes, that is a pineapple. Look at that! Come on, like, anybody? Really? Anybody? No? Okay. Summer of Arcade <laughs> is like, it's supposed to mean something to get on Summer of Arcade, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they should have, I mean, maybe like hold off on Trench a little bit and put that in the Summer of Arcade instead, you know? Because that yeah. looks pretty damn awesome. Exactly, like Trench comes out, like actually, well, Summer of Arcade starts June, July 20th. Um, Trench, Trench is the 22nd of this month, so They could have pushed it back a little bit yeah. more. They you do know. that all the time with with games that are completely finished and ready to roll. But just you know what, it makes more strategic sense to release it a month or whatever from now. So we'll just hold off. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I I just don't understand. Like, really? The only the only thing I see in Fruit Ninja is because it's a port of a well, not a port necessarily, but it's kind of a, a overhauled remake of something that was popular on iPad and iPad and iTouch stuff. That's all. Like that's all for Ninja is. Because it's a Connect title, it should have instantaneously been disqualified from Summer Arcade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing at all. I think they're just trying to ride on its success on other platforms and trying to bring something out. And it's another thing they can point at and go, "Hey, it's Connect," but yeah. like bring more attention to it. But yeah, it should have been disqualified from Summer Arcade because Summer Arcade is supposed to be stuff that like anybody can play, and it's supposed to be kind of like lesser known, you know. Things, things that may not necessarily get looked at otherwise. Not, hey, this game was really insanely popular on iTouch systems. We're going to bring it to Connect. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they keep trying to promote Connect, but they did. They, I mean, you already dedicated your entire E3 presentation to Connect. Why can't you let us have some of our arcade? They should have given more. 
to shoot at more connect. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I am not getting enough connect in my life. I, they only said it, what, I don't know, somewhere like 500 million, thousand jillion times during their E3 conference, which we're going to do later. Yeah. But, Still, yeah, but like clearly, really, yeah, that's it. They they really want to push this thing. Still, I mean, I think it went to total something like ten million units at this point, I believe. So yeah. there's many, many people who do not have it and are not going to have it by June, and probably very few that are going to be like, oh, what fruit connect, uh, fruit ninja connect? Oh, I'm getting one now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, uh, I really hope they reconsider and change that, but maybe not. So we'll see, but let's get to the other topics. Let's let's talk about Call of Duty Elite, which that information came out a week before E3. Um, Call of Duty Elite, it, for those who don't know, it's it's a new service that Activision uh, is uh, going to be offering, and it's going to do a whole bunch of stuff. First and foremost, you will not have to pay to play multiplayer. Okay, now there was a big uproar about that, and that just shows how much people don't listen and don't read. Because one of the first things that they said was that you will not be charged to play multiplayer. And yet, all you hear is, oh my god, they're gonna charge us to play multiplayer? Wait, they are? See, they should have watched (laughs) The Neverending Story again, and then they would know that they should read more, and then they would read, and they would know they don't have to play for Call of Duty multiplayer. And it'd be be fun, everything would be okay. And there'd be more Falcor. (laughs) Yes! When can I pre-order? I was just utterly shocked at how many people were up in arms about this. I'm like, are you serious? Like, they clearly said that you will not have to pay for multiplayer. But the service is, um, there's a couple things. Uh, For example, it will track your career stats. And not just from when it opens, but supposedly... Throughout the entire Blackout, like while Blackout has been up, they've been tracking stats for it. So when it goes live, all of your stats will be there. Basically, um, like what Bungie nice. did with Halo. Yeah, that's more or less what we're looking at, except they're going to charge you for some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's uh, so the stuff they're doing, like it's like okay, this is cool. Like if you're going to play Call of Duty, like you're probably probably going to use some of this functionality. Um, like I, I'm on Bungie net fairly often not all the time but i go in there and screw around with my stats and look at videos and such but they're talking about some sort of tiered payment system for this um but again you will not have to pay just to play multiplayer and there's going to be like a basic package it sounds like there'll be several different levels we don't know what they'll be exactly yet but i don't know it's just, well, it's at least a it's at least a basic and a premier membership or premium membership right. that at least has been confirmed because you know they have a basic which you're not going to have to pay for but of course you're only going to get limited access to stuff and then premium will get you everything there may only be two levels so we're not really sure yet but you know there's more details coming out but um, I guess we should probably talk about well, what the heck it is and does for people who play Call of Duty. Yeah, and pretty, if yes. you want it, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that each area of Elite will have a free, like something free, and then you know each package will get you more in each section. But like what well, I already talked about, the career that's going to track your career stats. It will allow you to to set up groups. And connect with groups of gamers um, to who you have common interest. So, and it'll also allow you to do matchmaking with those groups. That's something that I think is not going to be free. 
be honest with you. Yeah, I don't either because it, it, if it was, I they should have just implemented it into Black Ops or into Call of Duty period rather than like introduce it through a new system. But it, that's the one feature that I look at and I'm like that actually would make like sense because when we say yeah. that you can make groups and things we're not just talking like what you can do normally which is you know make a clan tag and stuff like that and have people in your clan um although you will be able to do that too but on like a bigger level but when we say you can connect with groups we mean like not you're not limited to just who you're playing online with who's on your buddy list who you play against you know because call of duty has always been uh well at least in the modern age has been a multiplayer based more on how much time you spent with the game and how many levels you've gotten, how many times you're prestiged, all that kind of fun crap. Um, but if you're starting out, you get you get more heavily weighed against than people who have spent more time with the game. It's basically kind of like a, a very high bar for entry to really get into it. Yeah, but which has always been kind of dumb. Right, but when you can get into it now, um, with like, say, Elite, with the, uh, with the groups, you can make a group of people who went to your same high school. Uh, people who you work with, although that you know that's kind of different anyway. Uh, people who share the same birthday as you, <laughs> like people who have the same like hobby as far as people like who like Harry Potter. Is, like yeah, it's <laughs> you can you can make a group of people with your similar interests, so you don't have to deal with you know an entire like every time you go online deal with you know like getting that same douchebag on your team who apparently has a phobia for everything <laughs> you know like whether it's women you know gay or lesbian players children black people purple people orange people like it, it, when you got that guy in every single one of your matches you don't have to deal with that guy anymore you can make a you know a party with people who you actually want to play with um yeah. and and they're kind of carrying and and I agree with Jared I don't think that's going to be free because they're also kind of carrying that that group thing into other aspects of it which leads me to believe that it's kind of a big part of it and it's a part that they're going to like block off for without you paying for it because that's that's probably the most attractive feature especially with yeah. casual which is which sucks because it's it's basically a much more in-depth version of something that many other shooters and online games have had for many years now. Uh, but it's it definitely is like the flag, like the highlight feature that if you're going to make anybody pay for anything, this is the one thing where they might be like, oh man, I really want to play that, have that experience rather. Yeah, like I can so use that. Yeah, yeah, it's something that like, even as like a casual player, you could look at that list of stuff. And say, okay, that that's cool. Like I could I could actually use right. that. That would be interesting. Like you don't have to go hunt down somebody's, you know, username and stuff. Like you can kind of connect socially. And like the connecting socially is not such a big deal because like there's other ways to do that. You know, there's already communities for this stuff, but it just gives you a long a, a wider range to be able to kind of connect with other people. And that's that's what's attractive about it. Um and then let's see, they had career and that was connect. Um and then they have compete. Yeah. yeah, the compete stuff. I think. Well, I don't think all of the group stuff you're gonna have to charge for. I think the group matchmaking will get charged. The compete stuff, like you know, you have your groups and your clans, um, and I think you'll be able to. Some of those competitions will be free to enter, but the best stuff will you be. You need to have a subscription, or you'll have to pay for like winning a jeep. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll probably do be able to do something like you know I don't know win Microsoft points or something like that for free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know the big stuff, the stuff that you actually want. You know, the, the next Activision game. 
you know, stuff like that, like free, like the the good free stuff. Like I'm pretty sure you have to pay for that, but um, that would make sense. Yeah, there's gonna be like competitions, leagues, tournaments, all that good stuff. You know that that you could do if you want to. Um, yeah, if you're super hardcore, like I I basically can say like it's probably for you if you're super hardcore Call of Duty. But for like for a casual player, like the compete things are kind of cool because you're kind of implementing groups in that situation where you can, you know, get your virtual trophies and things of that nature, see the videos that you know other people have posted. But compete is kind of like it looks like something that they're eventually going to set up so that you can actually have you know real full Call of Duty tournaments online and like have prizes. I mean, you they're already talking about prizes up to like getting the jeeps, but. It's still, it's kind of like eh, it's well, just basically kind of like a more extended mode of. I think he's he's dead right that if you're really hardcore into it, it's like hey, this is you know we we know there's a millions of people out there that are and want more, so here you go, here's more. For me, I'm like I'm not gonna pay for any of this stuff, but thing, if you want it, more power to you. The thing about compete though, it's not just leagues, tournaments, and competitions in the in the standard sense, like you know five on five capture the flag or this map, that map, you know, kill death ratio, stuff like that. Right. Uh, some of the stuff is like, um, you know, you and your group, you, you know, you, you know, everybody's in a, in a different group, whichever group that signed up for this tournament gets the most headshots or this competition gets the most headshots, that group wins. Or, um, you know, whichever group gets the most knife kills in a certain amount of time, like, you know, over this week or two weeks, that group wins. So it's competitions right. like that, too. It's not yeah, like, there's you know, certain parameters. Basically, like, any time we, we're mentioning anything about Elite, when we say, like, oh, you can make a group, or, oh, you can compete, think a little bit broader than what your initial thought is. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's a little bit more than that. Like, they are trying to, like, have it encompass a, a lot of range of stuff. So when we say compete, it's not just, you know, a standard 5-on-5 five five tournament for, you know, highest kill-death ratio or whatever the crap is. But it's... But you know, although it could very well be that, but it's also stuff like Jared mentioned. Like it's there's a lot of different unique tournaments and things like that that they're going to carry out. Yeah. So, but yeah, but that's compete. Um, there's also improve, improve which it's better. I yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I, I don't see. I don't know why they need a, a separate pillar for improve, like a separate section, like. I mean, uh, you, with the data that you can get from the career, you know what I'm saying? Because they, they, they're supposed to have, like, really, really in-depth data, like kill-death ratio, what weapons you're good with, what weapons you're, you know, you're bad with, are you good from far, are you good from up close, you know, what level, what maps you're good at, what maps you're bad at, how you do need one of those maps, you know, stuff like that. That should be enough information to help you, I guess, improve, so to work on what you want to work on, um... You know, to to get better at the game, yeah. um, you would think I, so. Basically, <laughs> though, what I from what I've seen of it, like the videos and stuff they've shown, um, what I see improve as is basically kind of like you being able to look at what does work, not just what you do and what works for you, but what other people do. Um, like when you look at improve, it lets you look at like 
the maps, what weapons work best and on that map, not just what you use or what you're best with, but what actually other people like as a as a whole, you know, are people using the FAMAS or are they using, you know, the M16? Like what gets more kills in that map? You know, a lot of it's going to be based on popularity, but there's going to be other, you know, aspects to it as well. Um, like the most popular maps, what you need to work on if you're going to like really compete, you know, if that's what, something that you want to do. Um, it's basically just more like, it, it's basically kind of the same thing as career mode when it's really in-depth um, as far as, you know, really getting down and gritty and what every little aspect of everything that you play, except that improve is every little dirty aspect of what everybody else does. That's basically what I see it as. So like, again, something that's good if you're like really trying to like, oh, what is everybody else doing? Or like if you want ideas that, you know, about what works on a map, like, man, why, why, why can I, why I get fit, killed 50 times in this map and, and can't kill anybody? And you can see like, oh, these are the perks people are using. This is the weapon loadout they're using. And, you know, maybe that gives you some ideas for how you can approach it differently than what you have been doing. As opposed to just looking at what you've done and going, well, I suck at that map. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess so it's so. got all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know also Call of Duty Elite is going to be accessible from multiple devices, like not just from your computer, but four your... screens. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's a lot computer, of screens <laughs> computer, TV, uh, iOS, and Android. You know, you, you they'll have apps for all those. I guess. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Locations. In all seriousness. Now, the Android one, that might be free. The iOS one, you're going to pay for it. That's usually how that works. <laughs> um, but who knows? They may actually charge you for the Android one, too. Wait, and, Apple charging more than this competition? That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> At least 99 cents. But, then, you know, people pay for the Blizzard one, too. Like, there's a Blizzard, like, the, isn't it the Armory yeah, app? Yeah. yeah. People, sure is. And people pay for that, so I can totally see Activision like, well, yeah, they'll pay for our app too, you know. I'm yeah, not... I'm sure people will. I'm sure people would. There, I'm sure that people would be willing to pay for pretty much all this stuff. Again, I, I, not me, but I'm sure some people will. Yeah, and yeah. I think, isn't the Armory app like on a monthly basis too? Like, it's not like a one-time pay. I'm pretty sure it is. Like, it's something you got to keep up with because it keeps track of stuff on that kind of a regular basis. So probably, pretty likely. So yeah, I can definitely see that it. it you know, you you that being, you know, you got to pay for it. Uh, they are not. Sure. There's an open beta coming. No, sorry, there's a closed beta coming up soon, and it's invite only. So, all right, because they don't ever have betas, so that's a big deal, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it's a strange concept because it's like it's a beta, but you're going to be playing a game that was released last November. Oh. Yeah, because you know, you're gonna be playing Black Ops, but I, but I get it. Obviously, it's the system, the testing, the new Elite system. But it's just it's still kind of a strange concept that you're playing a game that's been out for many months in a beta. They're yeah. basically just low. Like to me, when I see them talking about like doing betas with it and having them be closed, I all I see is basically an attempt to use something that they haven't done that's common practice for every other shooter to do to make your game better, and then like making it something that's walled off and you got to pay for. Like that's that's all I really see it as. Like I see that as a cash grab a little bit. Like, yeah. like you can get all this cool stuff, but if you don't want this stuff, you can play the game early and people lose their minds. Like some people will pay for it just to play the game early, you know, even if they don't ever use Call of Duty Elite for anything else. And that's like to me I see this kind of a cash grab because really like 
you should be putting the beta out there for people to play anyway because you don't think that, that part of the problem with, you know, things that were wrong in Modern Warfare 2 and things that were wrong in Black Ops had nothing to do with you not doing a beta? Completely unrelated. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, There's no way you can make a correlation there, Rob. They'll be crazy. I know, I know. I gotta stop doing that. But that's that's how I see the beta Yo, thing. Batman Williams. Well, not just Black Ops, but freaking, uh, you know, uh, Modern Warfare 2 as well. Like, their, yeah, their multiplayer... Their multiplayer <laughs> track record has been terrible since they stopped doing beta. Yeah. Because it was like, Modern Warfare, you know, there was beta, but that was, you know, the first one, and it was, you know, new to everybody, and they didn't know how it was going to fare, so they put out a beta. As soon as it got popular, they stopped. Like, you, you, the way you get to play the game is you got to play, you got to buy it, you know? And now you get to play the game early, but you still got to buy into it in some, you know, some respect. Yeah. So, um, in terms of cost, though, still no idea. What's gonna be charged? How much is gonna be charged? I'm going to, I'm going to predict fifteen dollars a month as the <gasps> base. As the base, that's I'm not gonna... bad. I think less. Uh, I honestly feel like depending on like, I mean, if they're gonna do everything as like one big group, as far as you getting access to, you know, if it's a, if it's really as a package deal where you get, you know, access to the apps, the betas, all that stuff as one group, I see it more, especially if they charge monthly. I would say more like five or ten, but I mean five is probably too low. So I, I say yeah, 10. I don't think it's gonna be five. Like fifteen is basically like you're you're playing for WoW, but at least that you don't have to pay for a game every you know every time it comes out too. <laughs> like that is true. I don't know. Well, I'm based, definitely reasonable. I'm just basing that off because they're Activision and it's oh, Call yeah. of Duty. Uh, I know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna I, say. I, I don't know if I they're mean, gonna they will try and charge too much for it. I mean, fifteen. I mean, look at them. They already charge fifteen for stuff that isn't worth fifteen dollars. Their map packs. So yeah, I mean, I could see it. I would think hope then they would do nine or ten, I mean, because that would make more sense. <laughs> Who knows? They may even do something like, you know, you pay for this service, you get discounts on the expansion, not expansions, but DLC. That's true, Tim. That's pure 100% yeah. not even speculation because it's that was just me having a thought. They didn't that'd, say they were going to do that. It'd be cool they if they did that. That'd be cool. Yeah. And yeah. we've it's not unprecedented. We've seen other publishers developers do that sort of thing before. Um but will Activision be willing to do something like that? Who knows? We'll find out more soon, I'm sure, because this I mean, this beta's gotta be coming pretty soon, I would think. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the the official like the official release will have to be before Modern Warfare. Right, Absolutely. because why talk about Black Ops so much if it's not even gonna matter? You know. It it needs to come out probably in the next month or so. Right. Yeah, yes, it's got. This has to be a summer beta, I would think. Nothing else would make any sense. Yeah, so, well, you know, we'll keep an eye on that and see what's going on. But let's move on to the next topic, mm-hmm. which which won't put me to sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, everybody! Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Rainbow Six. Um, now that's going to put some people to sleep, but not me. So, ha. He's sorry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> He's not, uh... So this is going to be quick because we don't have that much information, but it's um, coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A new Rainbow Six is definitely on the way, and it's going to be in New York. It's going to be based out of New York. Now, that's not the important thing. <laughs> okay, that's um, good. The important thing is that they're going to go back. Not I shouldn't. Say, they're not going to completely revert back, but they're going back in the direction of the ar- original Rainbow Six. 
um, it's going to be more tactical. Because uh, right now, like, Rainbow Six, like, you know, Vegas and, um, you know, Vegas 2 kind of play out like a movie. You they know? played like Call of Duty, really. Yeah, like Call of Duty, except you know you couldn't. You had some squad stuff. You had it was squad based. You couldn't just run in a room. You know, you kind of had to. Actually, you had to take a little bit more than Call of Duty. I can't even say. I can't even really say that you had to. That it plays like Call of Duty because you know Call of Duty. I just kick in a door and I kill everybody. That, that's true. <laughs> you know, you're, you're by yourself and you kill forty people. You know, and then backup Rod, you know, gets there and everybody's dead. Are you that saying is, that's not realistic? I may be saying that it's possible that I might be saying that Call of Duty is not very realistic. <laughs> Don't say things like that. Our audience can't take it. Yeah, so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, um, yeah, at least like, in, in Rainbow Six Vegas, you had to put, like, the little, you know, the uh, fiber optics under the door and take a look. And then you have certain people go to certain doors and blow it up and come in and kick ass and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so, but. Even with all that, it was not nearly, not nearly as tactical as the original Rainbow Six. You know, the original Rainbow Six was looking at your tactical map before the mission, and like, well, basically, you would spend an hour or more on some oh, missions, yeah. plotting out how you would just go through based on what you knew from the maps and stuff. Yeah, like it was, it was very, very tactical and stealth, and it really, like, yeah, there's engagements, but like, it wasn't. It wasn't even as much action as, you know, Rainbow Six or Vegas was. Um, and, like, not in a bad way either. Like, it makes it sound like it's boring, but, like, it wasn't. Like, it was just at a different focus. Yeah. Like, you can, like, you would spend a long time looking at the tech map, um, plotting your way in. And then on top of that, you had to pick your team, pick your loadouts. Like, it was so in-depth. And then on top of that, the worst thing about that was that you can still go in and lose. <laughs> you know? yep. and it was like wow you know so like it, ouch yes it, it hurt your feelings like I've had that happen to me a couple times and I was like I'm not playing this game anymore <laughs> you know yeah, but, it, but it filled a need that you know there's not really a place where shooters have that anymore so the fact that they're bringing that back is kind of a good thing yeah, because now, it's not for everybody but it it definitely has a place and it deserves a place now it's not guaranteed they're going to bring it back to that extent right. you know what I'm saying but um, is, they are saying they're trying to take it more back in that direction though. yeah they're, they're going to take it back in that direction uh, with some of the original Rainbow Six um you know, mechanics, but there is a cover system. So that's good because without a cover system this day and age, I don't even know if I know how to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is almost weird sometimes when you play shooters and there's not cover. It's yeah. Like, it's like, what do I do? I, I just stand here and shoot. Yeah. I actually have to come out from back of this building. Are you serious? There's people shooting out there. Are you crazy? You go out there. <laughs> that guy just died over there. Yeah, are you looking, are you watching the same thing I'm watching? <laughs> yeah, you just kind of duck behind something and you know hope. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cover. So you know, to speak, but... know what we used to call a cover system? Crouch. That used to be a cover system. Yeah, crouch and prone. They were cover systems. That's, <laughs> and prone, you didn't really do because you couldn't go anywhere if they decided to flank you. <laughs> exactly. But uh, so yeah, they got the uh, some of the original Rainbow Six mechanics. Um, cover system still there, and this will be based in New York, which I'm interested in because you know, 
Like, they, you know... Would it be left standing after Call of Duty? I mean, is that, like, the question? Alternate universe, Nick. Alternate <laughs> oh, okay, okay, you're right. <laughs> How can I mistake that? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jared. <laughs> I'm actually very curious to see what they do in New York. You know, a very metropolitan area. I mean, like, you know... Um, of course, Las Vegas is... Well, it's not metropolitan, you know, it's a city, it's bustling, all that stuff. But not like New York City. Like, you, when you do a game in New York City, like, that really changes things, you know? Yeah, like, there's got to be a ton of people there, or it's not going to really be anything like you're in New York. Yeah, like, you know, tons of people, um, big, huge buildings, you know, sprawling streets, concrete, you know, not fields, but concrete. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, tons of stuff, you know. So I'm really excited for that, and it's it's on the way. No screenshots yet, um, no screenshots or anything like that. So uh, we'll see uh, what, what comes of that. But I'm really excited for that. Yeah, it's one to watch, definitely. Yeah. So let's move on to our last piece of normal news, and then after this, we're going to talk all about E3. Stupid normal news forever. <laughs> so because that's all right. Really E3 2012. The fact that we're even talking about anything else is pretty amazing at this point. So you guys should feel honored. <laughs> it, it, it should also tell you something about E3, okay? <laughs> if you weren't watching, yeah. So, um. Or if you fell asleep during Microsoft's conference and never woke Shh, up. Come back to that. We're going to get to it. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> so let's talk about... <laughs> okay, well, here, here's the deal. Suppose, it was originally reported that Bobby Kotick wanted to play Modern War... No, oof, wait, he wanted to play Battlefield 3. Um, and EA rejected him. Since then, it's been, uh, it's been reported that Bobby Kotick's camp has said that's, that never happened. Um, but basically, the way it went down is, uh, you know, Bobby Kotick sent his assistant to EA, which they were having a closed uh, press event uh, so that the press could play some Battlefield 3. I believe it was like they, they played the tank mission that they showed. Um, so they were, uh, you know, they playing Battlefield 3, and Bobby Kotick's assistant goes up to him and says, hey, Bobby Kotick wants to play the game. And, you know, after some discussion... Uh, the ultimate decision was no, he can't play. And yeah, uh, like they went in the background. Denied. Some, yeah, they went in the background. Some higher people talked about it some more, and then brought somebody out. Like not just the person she went up and talked to, but somebody else came out and you know kind of gave her the news that like, sorry, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they make it sound like it was kind of a bit of a scene broke out too, because the line was you know really long apparently. And she waited there a while and got up there and they went through this whole huge thing. And it's computer and video games that originally reported on this. And they're saying their senior informant, you know, reports on this. Um, But a spokesperson for Bobby, like you said, Jared, said the exact quote was, um, I checked here. And as I thought, the whole Bobby denied thing is not true. Did not happen. Someone was pulling your leg. And then uh, CVG comes back and says, no, our very now he's very senior source remains adamant that it happened. So who to believe? Right, you know I can only think that if <laughs> to be a senior informant and very reliable senior informant, that he's got the person actually has to work for them, and he's got to be like a senior editor, executive editor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't want they just don't want to release his name, so they don't want someone to get in trouble here exactly. or. 
it's got to be like either that or like they're they're good buddies with somebody at uh, at Dice or or EA that yeah. was working the line or something. Yeah. So, um, Activision says no. I think it was a yes. <laughs> I think it happened. Yeah, right. I think so too. And I think it's not necessarily like he really wanted to get in there and play Battlefield Three, but it was more of like I wonder if they wonder if they would let me do that, like just to just to see if they'll let you do it because he didn't go at it. like it's not like Bobby Bobby walked up and was like, hey, I'm Bobby Cody, can I play your game? Like he sent his assistant to talk about it. You know, it was a closed press event. It wasn't like they just turned the guy away. Um, enough of it lines up to me you know it wasn't like it was just a knee-jerk no reaction they went and talked about it somebody else came out and gave them the news you know pa tried to argue a little bit and then they she went on her way but like to me the story sounds true like it seems like something that they would do like how funny would it be to see bobby kotick take you know take a picture of bobby kotick playing in battlefield 3 you know, like that sort of thing. Like to me, it seemed like it was kind of like a, a press opportunity, and he just wanted to see if it was possible. Like he just wanted to see if they would let it happen. Yeah, so. that all sounds right. And moreover, like what motivation does CBG have for making this story up? Like seriously, r- like who's just gonna make that up? That's such a random thing to just make up, and then they stick by it after. Cody comes out and says, or his spokesperson, excuse me, comes out and says no. And they're they're saying like it wasn't even like this happened, but it wasn't quite like they're saying. They're saying no, nothing like this happened at all. Completely untrue. And once again, CVG is saying no, it did happen. Our source is adamant. Uh, I don't know unless their source is like really like a jokester. You know. Yeah, but then how do you get to be a senior source? Yeah, I know. I mean, he's got that, that senior that's, right in his that's title. That's why, I, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the, usually you become a source because you're trusted. You know, you just throwing out wild rumors like that don't really, like, help your cause when you're trying to, you know, have a little inside information and stuff like that or, or be able to give inside information to somebody. So I think it's true because there's nothing lost in it if he didn't get to go play it. You know, like... And it's easy enough after the fact to say, no, I didn't do that. Because, like, there's nothing in it that matters, really, either way. You know, if he went and played it, if he didn't go and play it. But I think it was just an attempt to see if he could. I don't like. I don't think it was very serious. I don't think like an argument broke out. There was like a fist fight, and Bobby Kotick was lifting John Redicello over his head and throwing him through a steel cage. You know, but, like, there was, but, you know, there was probably, they said that they, the exchange took, like, a couple of minutes. So, I don't, you know... Something that wasn't a big deal happened in the space of a little time, and then everybody went on their business. Yeah, yeah it's such a silly thing to, to make a big deal out of. Yeah. So it's just like, a, okay, this happened, just, you know, kind of interesting little antidote. And uh, then it. I, I, think he, I think he just wanted to play it, like, really want to play it, you know, and then. Yeah, see what the competition his, is. His assistant yeah. came back to him and says, they said no. He's like, but I wanted to play with the tanks. <laughs> <laughs> they got tanks and we don't. Yeah. <laughs> I gave mean, it like, helicopters. And I, and I think that there's probably a, a legitimate, like, you know, aside from just the press opportunity, that he probably is interested. You know, like, you, you have to imagine that all these people play the, the competitor's game because they want to see what they're yeah. doing. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. Why would you not want to see what is looking like your biggest competition is doing? Yeah, I'm sure the folks at EA would love to like get their hands on like a full version of Call of Duty. You know, why would they not? Well, they all they have to do is go buy Black Ops. Yes. Yeah, oh, nation. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah. So 
you know, from the from an official standpoint, from Activision, it never happened. But I'm I'm thinking it did. So yeah, and, and even if it did, they can they can deny and it really like aside from the the couple of people that were there, who's really gonna you know say otherwise? And it doesn't matter if he wasn't there. So who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sticking by that. This is too stupid to make up. Yeah, <laughs> that's my position. This is too dumb to just. We're just gonna spin this yarn like of all the crap you would make up, like. And this is eh, a pretty respected site, computer and video games. You know, this isn't just some random site that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, like mash like, those buttons. Or I know, right? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> that was pretty that nice. Oh, right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and it's funny because I really think that it'd be even less of an issue if it wasn't just a closed press event because you have to have an invitation to get into it. But you know, and I think that that's the only reason it mattered. If it had been an open, like an open event that anybody could walk up to, what are they going to say? No, you can't come. Like I, I would have, I would have said that's probably unlikely if they had said like, oh man, they turned him away, you know, and he came to like an open event. But like it was a closed press event. He's not part of the press. Sorry, doesn't matter who you are, really, necessarily. You know, you say, sorry, man. <laughs> you know. Hey, I have a blog. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so. Assistant, make me a blog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> WordPress.com right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, move on. Like I so said, that's, that's the last of the, I guess, normal news that we had that we want to talk about. Now, everything from this point on, all E3. All right, that ends part one. Uh, part two will be available tomorrow on MashThoseButtons.com or SoundCloud.com slash MashThoseButtons. Also, if you're subscribed via iTunes, you should have it in your iTunes in the morning. So we will see you then. See ya.